Well, up until this point, we have been reading a letter called 1 Thessalonians. Now, we are reading a letter called 1 Timothy. They're like back-to-back. Well, not quite back-to-back, but uh, they are uh, similar, at least in in the sense that we are talking about uh, this really awesome letter from this awesome guy named Paul, and we're going to kind of start tonight by launching into that, talking a little bit about some of the background behind this, who is Paul, who is Timothy, and why is he getting a letter from him, and and all that kind of stuff. The honest truth is, like, this is just going to kind of be me geeking out on stage for like 10 minutes, and then you guys get to do stuff. Um, I'm like super into this and I love like history and background. And so I want to fill you in on some of that so that you get an idea as we kind of dive into this series for the the rest of the school year. We're actually in this until the end of the school year. Uh, So from now until the end, you guys will be uh, excellent scholars of the letter of Timothy, but I want you guys to actually kind of have some of that brought to life for you and and kind of understanding. Um, But before we do that, uh, just in case you weren't here on Sunday, I want to fill you in. We call this series House Rules. Um, the whole idea behind it in our copywritten, plagiarized, whatever font is it's from a TV show in Australia. You can ask Blake about it. But, um, but the whole idea behind House Rules and behind this book and this letter is that this letter to Timothy, which again, I'll talk about who that is, is a letter that has the list, the guideline, the, the tips, whatever, uh, for the rules of living as a member of God's house. Right? We think of the church as God's house, and when you're in someone else's house, you play by their rules. You know, what's your, what do your parents always say? As long as you're under our house, our rules. So it's the same idea. So when we live in God's house, when we decide uh, that we want to, or we decide whether we want to listen to God or not, these are the rules that he's saying, hey, follow these, right? You want to follow me? This is what you do. You want to be a member of the church? This is what you do. This is how the church is organized and, and what you do in order to follow me well. So that's the idea of house rules. That's where we are. That's what we're talking about. Um, but let's just dive in. Uh, it's really short. All we're talking about tonight are the first two verses, whopping two verses, and they're an introduction, and that's all we are doing tonight. That's it. So it's going to be quick and short, and then you guys are going to get to do something, but let's read this with me, and let's really read it. Uh, I think that it is very easy to look at an introduction and skip over it, If you're anything like me, that's what you do in just about everything. Unless it's for a school paper, then you only read the introduction and nothing else because the introduction has all the important stuff, right? If you don't need to read the whole, like, 60-page paper, book, whatever, you can just read the introduction and do spark notes. But we're not doing that. We're actually just sitting in the introduction. So, 1 Timothy 1, 1 1-2. This is what Paul says. Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope. To Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, That's it. That's all we're talking about. And like I said, it's really easy to read that and skip over it and miss everything that's in there. But there is so much actually to to break down and to understand. Um, The first thing, the very first word, Paul, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, who is Paul? And we want to talk about his background and his significance. Um, One of the things, by the way, is that this introduction, Paul, spoiler, wrote a bunch of the New Testament. He wrote a ton of these letters. He's constantly, he's this dude, super important in in, uh, the Bible, in the New Testament, after the life of Jesus. And this guy wrote so many letters that we have in the Bible now. Most of this book in the second half is written by Paul, 
and he opens every single letter with some version of this. Almost the same. You can go through and look at it. Everything from, from Romans all the way through Galatians, Ephippians, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, uh, Colossians, all of them, all of his letters start similar to this. He starts with who he is. He starts with uh, his qualifications, right? And then he talks about who it's for. And he always closes with grace and peace to those people. So, rewind. Who's Paul? Paul starts out originally as a dude that actually hates Christians, and he's killing Christians. Uh, And if you were with us last year and we studied the book of Acts, you know, in Acts 9, we see Paul's miraculous story where he actually gets to meet Jesus, and Jesus changes his life. And Paul goes from a guy that's killing Christians, at the time he's known as Saul, and he goes from a guy that's killing Christians to now he's a guy that's going to go and spread the gospel and share uh, with new Christians, right? And so he has a crazy 180 life change, and he he goes from public enemy number one of the church to kind of the forefront of spreading the church. And along the way, while this guy Paul is out there, he's actually uh, adding some companions with him. He's bringing people along saying, hey, come help me with this. And one of those guys is Timothy. And so this is a letter to his buddy, Timothy, who he actually addresses as Timothy, my child in the faith. So he views Timothy not just as any old guy, but he actually sees him as my child. Or some of your versions may say my son. Um, And and so he actually views him as his son. Uh, He loves him that deeply. He trains him in that way, and he leads him in that way, right? Just like your dad would lead you, Paul leads Timothy. Uh, But I want to help you guys kind of understand who these people are, not just from their biblical story or anything, but really real life and and seeing uh, some interesting things. And so uh, one of the things, I'm actually going to come back to this. One one of the cool things, like I said, this is just me geeking out. Uh, This is a bad map, but it's a map nonetheless. So one of the cool things is that we can actually look at where these people are from. So Paul, or Saul, when he's mentioned in uh, the book of Acts, I'm going to use, I, have a, I didn't even plan on having this, but look at this, I have a laser pointer. So uh, Paul is from Tarsus, that yellow arrow right there. I can do it on this side. Too. Oh, no, I can't. There we go. The yellow arrow, Tarsus, that is where Paul, or Saul, is from. Um, oops, excuse me. If you guys know, does anyone know what country that is today on the map? Yeah? Turkey. Turkey, Yeah. Gobble, gobble, turkey. Uh, so Paul is from, like, kind of central Turkey. Um, in the Bible, it, it might be called Greece or Asia. Um, that's just the province of what it was called then. But that is, like, central Turkey. Um, lesson number one, Paul was not white. I'm sorry. Uh, he wasn't. He was Middle Eastern. Um, when you picture this guy, uh, picture a kind of scruffy older guy that's been beaten and imprisoned, and he is dark right? He doesn't look necessarily like your average white guy. Uh, What do you mean necessarily? He doesn't look at all like your average white guy. This dude was beaten and thrown in prison a ton, and he was definitely scruffy and scarred. Uh, So he is from central uh, Turkey, essentially. And Timothy is from a city called Lystra. So that blue, or not blue, that black uh, arrow right there, that's where Timothy is from. So pretty similar to Paul. Um, Kind of similar area, a little bit more inland, right? Um, so that is where Timothy is from. And Timothy, in, in our guess, is probably like 10 or 15 years younger than Paul. We think they're both kind of full-grown men, probably like 40s, 30s when they meet. Uh, but that's where Timothy is from. And lastly, uh, just so you have the big picture, 
this letter is to Timothy while he is in Ephesus, which is also the book of Ephesians is written to those people in the red arrow, right? So all of this is taking place, just as you picture this in your mind, we are in ancient biblical times, right, under Roman occupation, but it's in what we would think of modern-day Turkey, right? And, and so that's the, the geographic location. That's kind of these people. They're probably uh, in, in about their 30s, we think. Um, Timothy is addressed as a young man to Paul still, so uh, still probably in about their 30s, and they're in this region. So uh, Paul, actually, when he calls Timothy... Uh, we, we have this story, and I just want to read it to you quickly, but it says, Paul came to Derby, which we have on that map as well, and then to Lystra, which is Timothy's town, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, and his father was a Greek. So it's a mixed home that Timothy comes out of. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him. We're just going to pause there. That's super weird. Timothy's like a full-grown man, and if you don't know what circumcision is, ask your parents, but uh, all I want to say is no, uh, never. But anyway, Paul does that uh, because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. All you need to know about that, actually, is Paul did it so that Timothy could symbolically represent all people, right? Um, Man, that makes me cringe so much, but Paul calls Timothy because Timothy was this young guy at the time, but he was spoken well of by his people. He says, you know what? You look like a great guy to serve. Come along with me. And Timothy ends up going along with Paul. And it's not immediately after this. It's actually probably several years down the road or a while down the road that that Paul writes to Timothy in this letter that we're going to study. But he takes this guy with him for years. And he and Timothy, they, they do battle together, essentially. They go through prison imprisonments. They go through uh, being thrown out of cities. They go through beatings, all these kind of things. And they all do it with the goal of sharing the gospel. And that's who Timothy is. Paul trusts Timothy with his life. He loves him dearly. And he writes him this letter to encourage him, to train him, to equip him to be a leader. Um, on a personal note, to me, this letter is, is kind of where I am in just a state of life, um, where I'm not as old as Timothy was, and I certainly don't have nearly as much life experience as him, but uh, in this relationship where there's a Paul and a Timothy, where there's a mentor and a student, uh, I feel very much like Timothy, where I am, uh, Timothy is kind of going as a representative to help lead this church in Ephesus, which remember, we look at the map, Timothy's on his own. And Paul's giving him a letter saying, hey, bro, this is what you need to do. This is where, these are the things you need to cover. These are the things you need to be careful of. Uh, and Timothy's kind of flying solo. And uh, that's kind of the stage of life where I'm going to be. When I go down to middle school next year, I'm flying kind of solo. And I'm in a place where I need to make sure that I have uh, been equipped. I need to make sure that I have the house rules down solid. And so studying this through with you guys, just to share totally personally, I'm very excited to do this. Um, I read through this book uh, a couple months ago in preparation, and and, uh, I'm just really excited to to get to go through this and really dive deep in here and understand what does God desire for us, uh, what does God desire for our leaders, and what does God desire for his church, right? So um, that's where we're at, man. And, And so I'm excited. So, again, this is our text. Paul gives his standard introduction, but let's not miss it. 
First, Paul is an apostle of Christ Jesus. That is not just an arbitrary title. Paul is a guy that has seen the risen Christ. Jesus died on the cross, and Paul saw him. He saw him different than the other disciples. Jesus came and appeared to him uh, after he had already gone back to heaven. But Paul is an apostle. He has authority. Those are special guys in our church history. There's only a few of them. Paul is one. Uh, And don't miss this. God, our Savior, Christ Jesus, our hope. This is just extra icing on the cake, but God is our Savior. God loved us enough to come, send Jesus, die on the cross for us, and that is the source of our hope. Paul includes that in every letter, not as an afterthought, but as the introductory prelude statement to make sure that we remember it every single time, that every single person, people, church that he wrote He wanted them to remember first and foremost, God is our Savior, Jesus is our hope. If you don't know what that means tonight, please ask. If you question that, talk to someone, share that. But always remember that every day when you wake up, the first thing, if you you want to just take something from this, the first thing, God is our Savior, Jesus is our hope. That is huge. That changes everything. That is what's different about following Jesus than anything else. The second thing, grace, mercy, and peace is what he offers to Timothy. He, those are words of encouragement. First, he gives Timothy his, his endearment. You're my true child. I love you. Uh, and then he says, have grace, have mercy, and have peace. Be gracious with people, right? Grace is, so there's mercy and there's grace, right? Grace is giving, getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve, Right? So be gracious with people. Give them much, even if they don't deserve it. Be merciful. Don't, don't repay them when they're jerks to you. And peace. Be at peace. I'm guessing Timothy probably was struggling through some things, and you're going to see next week especially. Probably struggling through some things with this church. He's saying, have some peace. Understand that God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord will give you these things, and only him. That's it. That's our passage. And I want you guys to, to sit on that, to dwell on that, but I don't want us just to do that alone because tonight we actually have a special opportunity that we probably don't have most nights. Um, there's a really cool thing later on, and we're just going to skip ahead real quick to, to 1 Timothy 4. Uh, if, you have it, if you have your Bible in front of you, go there. But um, Paul, it's on the screen, Paul says this, and, and I want us to practice what Paul says. He says, until I come, give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and teaching. We do a great job. Uh, another, another version might say teaching and preaching. We do a great job of teaching and preaching in churches. We're doing it now. We do it like every week. Great job. But the idea of public reading of Scripture, I want us to practice that tonight. Uh, I, I think that there's something really, really cool and really different that we get to experience when we hear Scripture, when we just hear the Word of God read out loud to us, not just in one verse. There's definitely power in that. But what I want us to do is read the entire letter of Timothy out loud to each other. And I'm not going to read it to you. I want you guys to read it to each other. Back then, part of the reason why Paul gives his command is that not everyone was literate. Not everyone had a... Bibles weren't mass-produced. There was no printing press. Uh, But... It was important that people would hear the word. But even today, just 
think scientifically. Some of us interact differently when we read something on the screen, when we hear something versus when we feel something, right? And so I want you guys to be able to do this where you read along so you can see it, but you're also hearing it from one of your small group members, right? And I think you'll also notice that when we read the entire thing all at once, this is a really cool thing. Jeff Koss isn't here tonight, but um, Jeff Koss, uh, sophomore guy leader. Where's sophomore guys? Right? Cool guy, right? Jeff Koss. Uh, in one of our leader meetings, Jeff says, essentially, what we do on Sunday mornings in ASM, we study the Bible, right? We're all about that. We love studying the Bible. And that's like doing a film study. If you guys have ever taken like an English class and you guys watch a movie for like film study, sometimes you'll study a scene, right? You look at the camera work, what happens, dialogue, and you really break down that scene. That's kind of like what we do on Sunday mornings. We take like a small part of a letter or a book and we break it down. But how often have you ever done a film study or a scene study without first watching the whole movie? It's pretty useless, right? If, if I just pulled one scene out of any movie, I don't say a big movie, say Avengers. I pull one scene out of Avengers Endgame, right? And you haven't seen anything else. If I pulled out of Endgame and you haven't seen any of the other Marvel movies, one single scene, you're going to be really confused, and you're going to miss a ton. You'll still learn some stuff, but you're going to miss so much. And so what I want to do, what I want to offer you and want all of us to participate in is let's do a film study. Let's read the whole thing straight through. No stopping. Just read it, and you might not understand everything. That's fine. But let's hear the whole thing out loud. Let's interact with it in our brains in that way. Think about it. Ponder it and let that sit. So, here's how it's going to work. Uh, you guys are going to go into your small groups, so your, your Sunday morning small groups. You guys are going to gather up, uh, kind of spread around the room so you guys have space because it might get a little loud in here, and choose two or at most three people in your small group to read the, or read the book, read the letter. Um, so if you choose two, three, two people, one person will read chapters one through three, the other person will read four through six, right? It's a short letter, it's six short chapters. This really is short. Uh, I really want you guys to understand two or three people. Don't have everyone, well, I'll read five verses. No, two or three people, okay? Uh, before you, or after you choose those people, before you start to read, just take a minute. You don't have to do this out loud. Pray for the person on your right. You know, maybe put a hand on their shoulder, whatever. Pray for the person on your right. Not sharing prayer requests. Just take a minute and say, God, I pray for, say, Liam's on my right. God, I pray for Liam. Use this time. Use your word to teach him, to open his eyes, and change him. That's it. Say whatever you want in there, but plain and simple. Ask God to use his word. Then, when you have your two or three people, and it's their turn, they stand up when they read. Some of you are shaking your heads. You will stand up when you read. That's not for any biblical purpose. That's solely because when you stand up, you will read more authoritatively. You'll be a little bit louder. You'll be a little bit more into it versus when you sit down, you're kind of lazy, quiet, whatever. And when you read, I don't want you to read saying, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the command of God our Savior and of Jesus Christ. Our... No, I want you to be Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the command of God, our Savior, and of Jesus Christ, our hope. Have inflection in your voice. Have some emotion. Actually, read this as if this is Paul speaking, right? Don't just be monotone. Let actually read and interact with it. 
Then finally, when you guys are done with everything, we'll close out the night and you guys can talk about it. Talk about what you noticed. Was this different? Did you hate it? That's fine. But talk about it. Does everyone understand what is happening? Impact team did not understand what was happening when I explained this to them. And so you are all smarter than them. Congratulations. All right. I'm going to pray for you really quick. I'm gonna, that was such a mistake. I shouldn't have said that. All right. I'm going to pray for you really quick. Find your small group, make the circle, choose your people, and let's get rolling. Got it? All right. Shh. Let's pray. God, thank you for the gift that is your word. Thank you for this letter from Paul to Timothy, and thank you that it is recorded and saved for us, and that you use your word as a gift. Uh, Like the psalm says, that it is a light to our feet, that it lights our way and it guides us. God, please use this time to change us. Let us be grateful. Let us recognize your word for what it is and its authority. God, pray for this time now. Amen. All right, find your small group.